0: Welcome everybody to Talking Shop. I'm your host Stephen Batista, and with me, as always, the handsome Honduran, Mister Carlos Doma. How you doing, buddy?
1: Man, I'm, one of my friends taught me this word, "fantabulous." So I'm doing fantabulous.
0: Wow, who's that friend? You should. Uh,
1: Mister J.R. Allen, who, uh, who who's the one of the best, if not the best, uh, mortgage brokers I know, um, has been a serious inspiration in my life. And really just uh, I met him when I first started uh, my my, after graduating college and, you know, the first corporate job. And he was one of my clients. He came. He was part of the book of business that I was responsible for. And he and I connected. And it's been, you know, a great, uh, I'll say, brothership to this brothership. day so he, he's always yes brothership in fact he he helped sponsor me when uh when i was an athlete was going to world championships and he helped sponsor me and on the trip i bought him his uh, i saw a soccer jersey and a scarf for arsenal he's a big big premier soccer boo uh, arsenal he's he's a big arsenal fan so he anyway jared and i were talking the other day and that's what, hence the word fantabulous. And he reminded me, Hey, I still wear this Jersey. And I had to ask him, he said, but his son took it from him. So his son was wearing the Jersey. That's okay. We well, still have the scarf. He's like, yeah, I have it somewhere. But
0: was it he, the, like a legit soccer kit Jersey? Like legit. It was a, it was a legit yeah, those soccer things are expensive, jersey. Man
1: absolutely and and, uh and i got it in in europe and i was able to get that but that was a thank you yeah it was a big big thank you because he he sponsored me um and again one of the cool things about him as well was prior to help sponsoring me he was already sponsoring uh uh, a number of soccer leagues in new york city and in the bronx so big shout out to uh jr allen
0: nice fantabulous that's right. right i'm a liverpool fc fan myself go reds um premier league is fun uh I think, uh, in basketball, they're doing something similar this year that like in those in soccer leagues and clubs, they have in season tournaments. So for people who uh, have not turned this off and are still with us, because we're talking about soccer, um, (laughs) in premier league, especially, which would be considered of the major soccer leagues, probably the, there's three major ones. And that's probably the biggest one out of La Liga and Bundesliga. Um, and they don't really have, uh playoffs or something like that it's just who has the most points at the end of the year wins the championship but in between that those teams play tournaments throughout the season so the season's actually like from november to like may and there's time off it's 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 cool because it's constant in this whole year and um the game fifa got me into soccer a little more and it helped me understand the the mechanics of how how the leagues are running that that shit fascinates me but um, now that we lost every single Beyond the Rules listener, let's go back to uh, well. Actually, no,
1: no. Maybe no. at some point you should consider officiating soccer. I think it's uh, a beautiful sport, and we'll share one day a story of how I hated it, and then how I I actually. When really did you start enjoy doing it. soccer,
0: or you just did it and you don't do it anymore?
1: Ha! Huh. You know, um, you mentioned handsome Honduran, but in Honduras, soccer is the sport, and I got bought into it very early. Every brown country, like soccer so well. is a sport. Uh, well, that's the sport. There, there is maybe now recently there's some wrestling in Honduras, but soccer is the sport. Yeah. But we got to talk about that some other time because yeah, that cool. will hijack this meeting.
0: But did, you know, no, you you mentioned uh, refereeing. Did you ref soccer at
1: any point? I am a soccer official. Yes, I currently am. I've been officiating soccer now uh, for the better part of seven years. Last year, I actually officiated one of the PSAL championship games, and they had me assigned me to be the middle.
0: I thought the four sports were baseball, wrestling, uh, lacrosse, and football. And when the lacrosse, was and I,
1: lacrosse, I added this year. I didn't do many games, but soccer, soccer was there. Yeah, it's the soccer first
0: time is. you mentioned this shit. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> we'll, we'll, get into, well, then maybe we could do talking shop with soccer because I know we're going to do basketball coming up because Curtis does basketball, and I want to get him and um and Mister Jeffries uh, doing that.
1: Speaking of Curtis, I was supposed to work with Curtis. Uh, t- no, not tomorrow on Sunday, but I guess that's changed. But I was looking so forward for to that. Domination? Uh, we would have had yes,
0: yes. Telling uh, you, man, it's too, it's too, too far on the the dark scale.
1: <laughs> well it was great to see you that one time but it was yeah. great it would be great to see you again I mean, I i'm if, not gonna be there as much i wonder if we've so. all been
0: on domination at once the three of us but um well we'll get marty to do that and uh, next year or two with our plans for um cadet classes because you know i want us to do the city and then i want he and i to do the domination, but that's a whole other well wax actually curtis and i are p- p- potentially going to talk about that sunday and uh, lay out more of our plans So we can get the ball rolling after, you know, from the planning stage to like, how do we actually do the stage? But so off uh, right before we record, I asked you, how's it going? And you started talking in a way that I was like, oh, hold that thought. So continue your thought. How's it going?
1: Yeah, fantastic. So, yeah, I apologize to you because I was hoping there was a chance we could have recorded uh, last night. But I was at the uh, PSAL Um, football interpretation, meaning it's mandatory besides the test, but it's mandatory for for officials to officiate during the season.
0: Shout out to Billy Patton.
1: Billy wasn't there. I think Billy. We had a, a. There were there was another one on Tuesday. I was unable to make uh, because I had a prior commitment. So and that was out in Staten Island. And I believe he was there. Uh, but this one was held at um, Roy Wilkinson Park over in Baisley Avenue. And um, one of the cool things was I knew there was a concert. I, we were told there was some kind of a concert, so arrive early because parking could be. Say really what was so I got again? there early. Sorry, where was this again? Roy Roy Wilkinson Park. Where's that? It's in Queens. Okay. Yeah, Queens, Brooklyn border. Uh, when I arrived, I got there an hour early and I was just listening to the jams. I didn't know what the concert was for. Evidently, it was one of those concerts celebrating the 50th year of hip hop and and uh, and and rap. So, I was just listening to old school. I just sat there in the park, just listen. And um, they had recently,
0: did the 50th anniversary of hip hop at Yankee Stadium, like last uh, last week. Last week, yeah, yeah. last
1: week. So um I again I haven't been following but the, again there were some celebrities as I went inside I was told there were some celebrities there who were you know who were rapping but it was just kind of cool just to be there you see people walking in with their chairs and setting up in the park and you know very peaceful event and and uh so we were inside but the music was so loud you could hear the music inside the um inside the center so um <laughs> we went over some some new rules some point of emphasis and you know, I think that's that's always imp- – it's important because the season is, is upon us, right? Yeah. Going coming to a, a – starting soon, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, always navigating between the collegiate and the high school and the rules. And, th- and there's – I mean, there's some differences in there. Um, Football's in hard, fact,
0: man. Football's hard. You know, I, yeah, a, I, it, I, it, I did rules be. for I, – I did it for like two weeks. My desire to become an official was high then because I was – I just started – and I was like, let's see how many sports I can add. And I stopped a buck at football because I just felt like my desire not in it. It's not that it was too hard. It was just like, it was too hard for me to want to figure it out. And I don't want to give less of an effort. And it wasn't like it was supplementing anything. I could just do full baseball, you know, and and I was like just on the line trying to count the other team. I'm like, holy shit, it's hard. Because, you know, when you're watching football on TV, you have the downward angle and, when you're they're live on the line, and there's two there's two teams with golden helmets, and you have to count one of them, you're like, oh, I mean, I don't know what the fuck is going on. So
1: yeah, 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 I mean, like, it's yeah. hard, man. Yeah, it, it can be. For me, I usually am working with the referee, the the white hat. Mm-hmm. So I'm usually counting, right? I, I can see you. Know, I'm in charge of. Depending upon high school, uh, in PSHL, if I'm the umpire, I'm on a defense side of the ball, so I have tackle to tackle. That, that whole line is me, right? So I, I can just look at them and go, okay, we got five. And so I start with the left side. I see two receivers. I see a quarterback and a running back and two receivers. And, then, and, I'll, and I'll say it, right? I'm like, two, two, two. Okay, I got six because six plus the five, that's 11. Boom, I'm punching to my partner. And interesting enough, last week, I had a semi-pro uh, football game I had uh, a few baseball games at Diamond Nation and in the evening I went to a semi-pro football game and my white hat asked, hey, what do you want to be on an offensive or defense? And I said, I'll be on a defensive side. And so, you know, we have to acknowledge each other that we both have 11. So I'm counting in my head and then I'm, then I'm saying, okay, I got a two, two, or I got three, two, one. Okay. I got 11. And then the linebacker was like, yeah, we're in base two. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm not saying you're bad. I'm not saying
0: you're
1: bad. so I'm like, I gotta stay quiet. I gotta find another way just to stay quiet. So um that was interesting enough. But um, you know, you said something, you know, you, you were considering adding another sport, and I, I will say to you, with the number of sports, it's tough because you know, there's so many different rules to know. Know the difference between the collegiate and the high school. Um and you know, it's a lot to remember. And yesterday, by the way, I saw Jamish. Shout out to Jamish. Um Shout out to Jamish. He, he's, Yeah, he, he's a uh, PSAL football official as well as soccer official. And I was telling him I have a college wrestling meeting coming up soon. It will be on Zoom, the um, collegiate uh, meeting. And so I said, hey, it's going to be interesting because this year, and I'm not sure if you know this, this year in college, we have a three-point takedown. So you know how the crowd—if you—if you ever watch college wrestling and someone scores a takedown and the whole arena goes two, oh, two. yeah. So now I imagine this year three. I'm like that's weird because on a high school level it's still two. So when I go up a level, I gotta say three, and when I come down a level, I gotta go two. I'm like oh, oh so man, so they just be-.
0: made they just increased the point value.
1: Yeah. Yep, they, they, there's some real changes for this year for college wrestling, um, it and be that odd first numbers.
0: I like odd num odd numbers make it like so, odd numbers. Well, and in scoring, because it'll be more, uh, it's more indicative of somebody less ties. When you have a bunch of even numbers out there, it's more likely
1: that they'll they could in the same value. Odds. But think about it for years; it's been two from oh I know since we've known wrestling. It's it's two, oh, and I know. even wrestling when I coached. I would How's give scenarios. That? European or? I don't know what to, I, this is weird. This is. Well, you know, I, this I'm is thinking. how you have to
0: do it in freestyle.
1: Yeah, I just don't know. Well, I'm going to find out a lot more during our first meeting.
0: Shout out to Nickinson. Um, rest in peace. I remember when I started, peace. when I did, a uh, yeah, shout out to Nickinson. The first year the freestyle girls started. That was like the one thing where I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this. You mean I got to go three like this? First of all, three, you know, three is only you get that from back points, but um, yeah.
1: Shout well, <laughs> interesting enough, you say that, right? So I'm going to pivot back to baseball. See all these different beautiful sports. Uh, three, three in baseball is it, three, right? Yeah. And I saw somebody do like the freestyle, like, and I was like,
0: because he's holding his clicker.
1: It was just weird. Was what, he holding his whether clicker? Whether he holding a clicker or not, we three, two, three, two. Oh, I know, I know, and and I was like. Okay, maybe I should talk to him, but whatever. It's 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 all good. It's did he at least put him above his head? Um, so, well, I don't remember that. Maybe he did because I had to see it. I was on a basis, I had to b- see below it, the head.
0: You know? Well, below the head signals why, like when you're giving the count, please. Yeah, I know that's the, <laughs> that face exactly. I'm like, ooh, man, it's like a tell yeah. right away from you, <sighs> like you know, you gotta put them up. It's easy, don't T Rex it, yeah. But, uh, but uh, go ahead. So, so three points now. So any takedown is three points in,
1: in college in college. Co- yep. Touchdown. And wow. and so one of the rules I believe they went away from is, you know, in, in college, when you get rear, rear standing, right, you start neutral position, you get rear standing, you, you uh, get behind your opponent. In college, once your hand touched the mat, once the even a finger touched the mat, that was a takedown, takedown mm-hmm. right away. In high school, the rule difference because there's still um, reaction time when you, you're rear standing. So I think they've done away with uh, rear standing hand touch takedown uh, in favor of getting the three point. And there's going to be more to it. Um, I think last year, one of the things I know that as a official as was, you know, the top man would put so much pressure on the top on the top portion of the opponent, and it made it seem as if the opponent wasn't trying to get up, stand up. But it wasn't that the opponent on the bottom was not trying to stand up. It was that there was so much pressure um, that was on the hands, hands, arms, and shoulders. Um, and even if they sat out, they would just release the pressure and get back in that position. So I think that's going to be some type of change for that happening. Uh, for this year, for for college wrestling, so we shall see. I mean, I'm I'm excited. I'm really excited. It's going to be different. You know, can you imagine this? Just just imagine this. And I was telling Jamish this in a in in a 10 second span or less, you can get three point takedown in college wrestling and four swipes, and you're up seven zero. But you can think about it from the defensive side. Okay, you get a reversal, right? And then you get four swipes, and the score is seven six. So seven zero. That's right? why.
0: In that's recent, why. Yeah. That's why I think a takedown should be three, and a reversal should be two. It shouldn't be the same because
1: they you, were they they were talking about that. And I think reversals three two change reversals. No, they were talking about that, but I think in I think eventually it'll be two.
0: Wait, no, no. So reversal also went along with with now to
1: three points if you get reversals. What I'm saying. No, no. Reversals are still going to be. What uh, two points? I'm sorry, reverse. Right. Yeah, so I'm okay. sorry, because and yeah. but you're
0: saying they might talk it over where they make it three,
1: they they may that may they be keep something it. that's talked about it I Maybe, like, like later fact, on.
0: I like the fact that if it, the point of wrestling is to take somebody down and hold them, it's not to reverse the move that happened to you. So there should be a, a scoring element to reversing because it is getting out of you know, it, it is a skill, uh, but mm-hmm. I think it shouldn't be as equal. To, to a takedown. That's what you're supposed to do. That should be the most highest level of scoring besides getting back points, which you know, that's uh, you're, the other person's in extreme danger and you should be scoring for that. So I That's hope the keep reason it.
1: why and that's the reason why they, they wanted to push the value. The whole idea is that yeah. fans want to see more action, right? And that's what's going to bring more fans to watch wrestling. You think about it, mm-hmm. you score a takedown. That's three. You give them an escape. It's three to one. You could see that two-point separation. The guy who's now, losing has to work. Couple that with two takedowns, it's now six to, and an escape it's six to two. So you really got to work. It's, it's yeah. the trying to show and trying to gain more fans by creating more action.
0: Yeah. And that's it's what like, it'd to be do. like if an escape was worth the value of a reversal to, like, that's why it's only one. If mm-hmm. You didn't, you just got out. And if you reverse from that move, okay, that's one thing. But you know, I, I like the, the one, two, three element of, of takedown being paramount. And especially if you're trying to make the sport more exciting because more eyes are on the sport now, which is amazing. I think uh, you know, MMA has helped and combat jiu-jitsu and just uh, a lot of these guys like Bone Nickel finding their place beyond wrestling. You know, one thing about wrestling is uh, it's free martial arts for the most part. If you go to a school that offers it, it's a martial art that you don't have to pay for beyond the equipment and it's the value behind it. I always say anybody can be on a wrestling team. You go to Minnesink Valley, who's probably the best uh, wrestling school in in the state, and they bring in their C-Squad to some of these Rockland events. And you see these kids who they're not preeminent athletes, but they'll be accepted onto a wrestling team because you need all the bodies. not like you're going to go to the dual meet and represent, you know, but you're somebody who can get in shape, be on a team, learn a team structure, and get all the benefits. If you're good enough, you can compete, sure, but you can still be on the team, which I love about wrestling, and something that I, I would encourage a, a lot of people to, to try because I get it. When I did jiu-jitsu, you get guys, you're just meeting. You're like, oh, what's your name? Oh, hey, Carlos. And, all right, now jump into my crotch. You know, like let's let's grapple. And that's for some people, you get claustrophobic. I remember when I wrestled in Lehman, this kid, I forgot his name, but he, had, he was pretty honest about his... Uh, his desire and his skills. And he was like, maybe wrestling isn't for me. I forgot what team just smoked him. But, um, and I was like, I had graduated. I was just coming to the match because my brother was so on the team. And I was like, yeah, maybe you're right. But you tried it, you know, and it's not for everybody. Just like every sport isn't. But you should try to extend yourself in an athletic way that uh, tests you and figure out more of who yourself and sport does that.
1: I like that. And that's I, I really do like that sports has been important in my life for a long time. And, you know, um, I think that it's a, it's a great way, especially whether you're doing sports or when you retire from sports and I think getting into officiating, right. I think that's important because at the end of the day, you're still impacting the sport, but you're also giving back and, you know, while making a, you know, a little extra money, you know, so that, and that can't be, that's a good thing. So um you know, one of the things that I wanted to talk about was you know, the evolution of the sports, the athletes, the coaches, and the officials. And um, as I mentioned to you, I'm I'm going to camp and I tend to go to camps for all the sports I go to anyway, camps and clinics. I think it's a great way to continue to evolve. Um, I don't think I've reached the highest level I can reach. I think that there's a lot of officials out there who did maybe you ever feel reached. that way? Did I ever feel that way? No, should you ever feel like? I don't think you should feel like you've arrived. Like, I I think, you know, think about it this way, right? Um, You know, you mentioned Menacing Valley, which you didn't mention that, you know, KD Wrestling, right? And I won't unpack that a lot but you know it gives them another opportunity to train with highly skilled coaches and who really know the sport and give them ideas or different techniques to kind of help especially with different situations right so sports is ever evolving and now with technology we have you know you have the ability to have um, kids swing a bat right virtually right through having uh tools like the meta meta 2 and meta 3 that's coming out right and it's putting them in a virtual world and practicing those mechanics right and so i think with that training have you messed around up, with any of that yeah i have a meta too and, and i watch pitches yes that's Do how i watch talk- pitches in the winter
0: hmm. what is meta like the facebook meta yeah
1: the device you put on the oculus
0: oh no I oh, you, you yes. probably
1: see commercials yeah, where yeah, kids yeah. have that on. I, the have that,
0: I know they have the PlayStation VR set, and I want to get that. I've never fucked around with VR, I'm gonna have to come over and try that out, bro. So, there's like yeah, a program you know, within that for umpiring.
1: The, there's a program you mentioned, yes, for, for umpiring, right? So, you know, the way I envision this is that now because it's not just for umpiring, you have it for the batter perspective, right? And they have a commercial on TV where you see, and I think it's um, CC Sabathia's son. Who's actually? If he's not on a commercial, he did a commercial with that where he's practicing batting, right? He shout has damage X. Yeah, place for damage X. Lots of damage. Yep, yep. So um, really he has the device on. Yeah, yeah I've seen the and athletes so,
0: do it. I didn't know like it was uh, conducive to officiating too, but I guess it makes sense. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So within that, you have to purchase a subscription to the program. But what happens is you can pick any stadium, any major league stadium, and pick you know, lefty or righty pitcher, and then it will, you know, it'll set it'll throw pitches at you. And so you're behind. You're behind the plate. You're in your stance. And um you'll see, you know, the pitch is coming to you. You have to decide, okay, what pitch of the five pitches it was. So you can identify what type of pitch. And oh then you have to you have to show where the location where that ball crossed the zone. And it's a great way for umpires to stay engaged with the zone when it's when it's the winter and you can't go out and see pitches or oh, you, you'll see pitches. And, you know, when you go back and start watching live pitches, it's like like it's a, to me, it's the same thing. So you got to learn to embrace technology. And What I'm saying here is not just promoting the technology. I'm saying that we have to continue to evolve as officials. It doesn't matter what sport you're in you have to invest. And so I elected to go to camp. I've been going to camp the last, the camps and clinics the last several years. And we learn uh, ideas and mechanics to get you in better position. And I absolutely have applied what I learned last year to this year. And man, what a difference. What a difference. I mean, you, you're always going to have to be able to, just like players, you have to, you know, run hard and you know, have time where you have critical thinking and respond, right? You know, one of the things I like to do is when a ball is hit and I see where the ball is I'm reading ball runner. And I can see if a runner is going to – if he's going to stop a second or you can hear the coach, go three, go three. And now we cut across the diamond. I love to do that. And when he's rolling in, whether it's a play or not, as he's rolling a third sliding, you're standing right there looking at the coach and the coach is like, Hey, good job. Whoa. How'd you get here? Cause we can cut across a diamond. I love that reaction. And if there's a play and you can get outside beyond the bag and stay there and stay in the wedge as the play is developing, that's the greatest look you're going to get. The play is coming to you. Ball is coming to you. You're right there and you make that call. It's like, it's going to be clear. And even if you're wrong, the perception, right? You're right on top of the play. They first saw you in the a, the a being, first baseline, and then next thing you know, next thing they know, you're making that call in the D or by third base right next to them. And they're like, wow. You know, I did that last week a few times. I did it in a men's game last last week, a big men's game here in Jersey. I just want to touch on, uh, for
0: everybody listening, uh, you know, in in umpiring, getting the call wrong is one thing, but you can always be in the right spot and you can control that. And you should be able to control that. So, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah.
1: So, you know, I, I made, I was running all game, even, even when a runner is stealing, got a runner on first and he steals. And, you know, it's taught to once the catcher comes up, you come up. Once he starts to throw, you gain ground to second, ball gets there, make the play, take a few more steps to second with perception. He's safe or out, make your call, but you are that much closer. So now it's all about perception, right? So and please don't
0: make the call while moving, everybody. Stop. Yeah, call, just, please. Especially yeah. if it's safe. You look like an airplane.
1: Right, that's, and that, just, that's, that doesn't look good. So later on in the game, as we got to the ninth inning, and um, actually when the game was over, uh, one of the fans, I went to go pick up my tumbler, and one of the fans and, and and some of the coaches and players said, hey, good game, Blue. Thank you, Blue. And one guy one guy who was a fan was like, yo, I appreciate the hustle. I saw what you were doing out there. Yo, good job, man. Keep the hustle up. And I was like, man, wh- wow, someone saw. Someone Is that the one team the side, difference. though? Uh, it was the winning team side. <laughs> no, but was just, but... <laughs> it was a fan, but it was a yeah, fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A um... fan, and it... uh, for a fan to notice the umpire going from one to the other side, like and saying that, like, yeah, they're really paying attention to the game.
0: I mean, no matter what, even if you're not like a, a person who, I don't necessarily deal with compliments well. In, in this trade, I, I accept them more because I worked to to do that. It, otherwise, it's 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 harder for me to. I don't know, it's my personality, but. Of course, especially not that it happens to us so much on the other side of negativity, where we're we're catching so much shit that it's awesome. That one time when we get compliments, I feel like we probably get praised more than we don't, or definitely praised more than anything negative that comes out of people's mouth. Either they're they're neutral or they're they kind of not go out of their way, but they they give you a dude, be like, hey, good game, blue. You know, it's and we're accepted as a part of the game and. When we had to do it, when we had to be judicious, we did it and put ourselves in the right spots for everybody to see that we're we're doing the right things. Whether we got the call right or wrong, or you disagree with, it, I mean, that's in the ether. But putting yourself out there in the right spot, showing up and looking good while doing it is it's so important. You not everybody's watching you all the time, but somebody's watching you at least one time, and if that that one time you, when they're watching you, you want to make sure you're doing the right things. Cause that's when it matters. And uh, like, yeah, like I said, getting yourself into position is something that you can control because you're going to have to answer for a call. That's, that's tricky sometimes. Not, not answer it for it in a necessarily the coach is going to ask you directly, but you're gonna have to like answer for, if you don't get in, if you get the call right and you're not in the right position, then that's where the perception is going to override the actual outcome,
1: whether you got it right or wrong. Yeah, that exactly. You know, you said it right. So putting in a hustle win, I think it's it's important, and getting the compliment that was really nice. You just, I guess, at the end of the day, just want to be respected. You, you, we are being vulnerable to go out there and, you know, take on this avocation. And um, you know, sometimes we hear the comments that are not so nice. And so, you know, I think part of what I learned is don't listen to spectators as much as you can and especially at domination you know if a spectator or a parent is getting rude you know we we've always been taught by marty that hey let's let's get those get those folks involved because they're they're trained on on doing that and so you know you want to keep them in the game you know they want to cheer and support their loved ones or whoever came to a game without interfering with the game in terms of, you know, with with the umpiring. That's the other thing. And you have to be approachable. You know, we, we make mistakes, right? You know, you can change, you can come in with an attitude that's like, hey, you know, my shit doesn't stink. Type of like, you know, whether you kick the call. Or, you know, th- there's there's some who can say, hey, you come to the you make a call, back call and you know, you you can say, hey, look, I you know what, I, I kicked that call. All I can do now is just work harder for you and, and see how that works. And maybe that will humble the coach because there's nothing you really can do. Just yeah. keep working harder for them. And and don't do the a makeup calls, right? You can't you can't do that. No. But you know, there's a human element to this, you know, but you have to remain approachable. And that's part of this profession that's not really discussed, how we handle it. And and we're humans, you know, one day maybe you're approachable. Nine out of 10 times. And at 10th time, maybe something is going on. But you got to give yourself a little grace as well. You know, so long as you're yeah. not getting physical, cut yourself some slack. Because we're and human. It,
0: that one time where you, you get approached in a way where you're not the most approachable. I'm here to tell everybody, it's an excuse if you still act like an asshole. Because you you may have uh, the context within yourself to know that you had a bad day. And shit's not going right for you. But nobody else knows that. And you're not the main character in that person's life. They are. So, you just gotta be better, you know. That's the time where you gotta be better, because it's always easier to be nice when shit's going well. But that's when you really are tested—is to to maintain that decorum and, and the same smooth and approachable attitude when you don't want to, and that's the last thing you want to do. And, and that's just for fucking life. And one thing I, I say about Marty. It, uh, and I want to uh, talk to him about it on the off season is like, we got to stop this uh, absence only when it comes to talking to parents. There's a way to talk to people. There's a way to approach. And I think uh, it is tricky, but there are, but for the most part, everything is in there. And there's going to be ways to, to fuck up anything. Just being quiet and ignoring a parent has its diminished returns. We need to be engaging and approachable. Uh, if obviously it's up to them to, break that code one thing about wrestling last season and it was a banger it was me by myself and it was saint joseph by the sea farrell and xavier all at farrell you know and they all compete against each other i did all three matches it was dope and uh after a couple of parents and not to shit on staten Island, but i don't like staten Island and the people there generally have that sort of brash typical new york Hardness for whatever reason, not as bad as Long Island. So there you go, Staten Island. That's your props. (laughs) But um, but uh, after the match, you know, the this, this parents and especially the mom, they came up to me and she was like, you know, I've been watching wrestling for a long time, and you're the first ref that made me feel like I was understanding the whole process and kept me engaged. And I was like, whoa! And at the time, I was Curtis and I were developing beyond the rules, and I was still developing more of what the philosophy was behind just the the name and that was a moment where I was like ah see cuz she's not necessarily knowing the rules of wrestling but she I'm giving her something beyond that to at least be able to follow along with it in a way where she doesn't feel lost all throughout the wrestling season I made that a thing like I was making it I always make it a thing to to be better obviously but to what can I do to make the whole experience valuable and uh more experiential, so you're not just sitting there waiting for your kid to wrestle. It's more of a of, of a thing, and and I, I really uh that was a a big point of emphasis for me beyond uh learning the rules and, and mechanics that I that obviously I, everybody should always work on. And I remember a collegiate, same thing. Parents were just like, "When I walk in, you should chase that in a way, not just chase the glory of it, but chase the the feeling of oh, when people see you." They shouldn't be relieved. I think we should change the perception of being relieved to see a good official. We should all be good officials, but you should be, oh, like, okay, well, I like this guy. And it's okay to like somebody more. We all have preferences, you know, So, but it's cool to be preferred because you earned the reputation of being good, not, you know, preferred because you have a slant or a bias and you never want that. But, as far as wrestling season goes, we're almost there. I'm very excited for wrestling season. Like, what are the things that you want to work on this season right away? Like, at the end of last season, maybe if you had some ideas of, okay, now the season's over, those things that stuck in your mind as – because you always remember the bad stuff a little more than the good stuff, unfortunately. And what are some of those things that may be a specific thing or a combination of things that you – okay, I got to get better at?
1: So, last year – was a very interesting year for me in a sense that not only did i officiate the college and the high school but you know the the areas that i've i really was, was concentrating on right so last year last season i was in pennsylvania a whole lot and i was in new jersey a whole lot and to me they are the top states for for wrestling
0: oh well, so and definitely the northeast
1: the northeast to me to carlos it's pa new jersey, jersey ohio iowa and ohio, ohio like, and Oklahoma. Likes, that's the hot bit. and oklahoma. oklahoma but but i but i don't get out there but but in new, yeah. but in pa yeah, oklahoma is oh,
0: yeah. like the 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 founding state of folks out wrestling so you gotta always go in there and they you know, that's where uh all those guys are from for the most part yep
1: yeah but, uh, yeah so so Yeah, this year, I wanted to focus a lot more on on being a little more patient when it comes to, you know, um, top wrestling, specifically a lot of the funky stuff that happens. Um, I can say I saw a lot of funky wrestling um, where you had to stay, you know, patient to see what's going to happen, what's going to be the outcome. Shout out to Um, Ben Askren. Ben Askren, yeah. Ben
0: Funky Askren
1: yeah yeah um,
0: a, he he really changed the game too like because you see when bo bo nickel wrestle that there's a there's more creativity and moves that these guys do where they're kind of like personalizing the basics which is great mm-hmm. yep. it's cool too because it'll attract more people to if you want some flair and wrestling it is more of a martial art where you can get penalized for emoting too much Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, points wise, in baseball and other sports, it's, it's tough to take away points away for celebrating. But in wrestling, right. you can do that. And uh, so I think you're seeing a lot of wrestlers try to channel that through the matches where they're showing off their skills and creativity and their personality through the actual wrestling
1: moves, which is great. Right. Absolutely. So a lot of what I want to do is stay patient, kind of let the action dictates eventually you'll get to where the points are Um, I like to get sharper on wrestling on the edge I'm sure there's some things that are going to change on the college side for edge wrestling and then those scrambles right a lot of scramble situations I I was definitely a beneficiary of you know uh, learning and watching and officiate out in PA in New Jersey Um, and that all watching those situations those scrambles and funky situations aided me during the the postseason so I like to just get more and and one of the ways I stay engaged is I watch a lot of videos on YouTube just to keep sharp a sharp eye on it um, and continuously get better. And then uh the other thing that I think is gonna help not just in wrestling but in all sports is just you know continuously give yourself affirmations on you know why you are so you know you're you're grateful for the opportunities why you are you got to kind of psych yourself out and get into your own head that, that you are the best um and just continue to develop those because you know having that attitude of gratitude will help you especially when you have some of the those tougher assignments
0: attitude of whether gratitude. it be an
1: in season yes yeah, whether it's yeah yeah whether it's it's a, a in season duel or a postseason individual bout which sends someone to you know a uh state tournament you know or could determine you know a state place finisher or just anything that will that is going to be you know high pressure situation you develop that mindset now and when you get into those situations just continue to remind yourself that you were put there for a reason and you're good or great for what that's going to help drive you and get you through those situations so just those things in terms of what I like to achieve this, this year, the biggest thing for me on the collegiate level, college wrestling is get to a regionals and possibly a nationals, you know, but um, you know, you're always looking to see how can you get better. And when uh, you have an opportunity, if any of your matches are recorded, go back and watch those matches and see, you know, where you might've messed up and how the next time you, you watch, those situations, you're going to get better. So, um, um you me you know, those idea. are types of things. He's getting yeah, idea. what's the idea? Uh, uh, we should
0: start record our matches more. Um, obviously, if it's uh, okay with uh, the school, like literally record our matches and talk and shop, could morph into where we talk our shop and then we can have uh, more of a video component too, especially since I got my new Mac, it's easier where we can critique ourselves and live, you know, and go over our, our shit.
1: Yeah, and I agree with that. I remember a few years ago, you know, one of our associations for in, in wrestling said, hey, they didn't want officials to have a phone on them. And and I think it was received. I understood the reason why, but we never talked about, well, how can we use it as an educational piece, right? One of the things that was big for me as a student athlete and as a coach, and it was a skill that I absolutely gave to any one of my students who ever competed for me is the power of video, right? Not for, oh, I recorded this video and I just want to see that I won these matches and not review when I lost. I think that whether you won the the outcome at the end, right, was all, was all built up upon things that happened throughout. So if you can see where maybe you were in a position and didn't know how to get out of, you can watch that video, pause it, and that was terrible with, my, anyone who watched my matches with me, it was a terrible experience because I had a VCR. And I, at that time, the technology, of VCR with slow motion capability so I could pause and slow, you know, Ooh, slowly watch. That's a good VCR techniques. too. And I still got it. It's in my storage. Nice. <laughs> so I would, again, that was the technology at the time and I took advantage of it. And whoever was watching the video with me, would say, hey, can I just watch the video and then you go back? Nah, we got to go back. So I would I would watch moves and techniques that I was in and didn't know how to get out. And then I would try to figure it out. And so when I went to practice the next day, I would get someone to put me in that position and figure out how to get out of it. So that the next time I'm in that situation, I know how to get out. you know. And so by repetition, doing it over and over and over, you know, eventually I knew how to stay out of those positions, which for me, ultimately helped me gain All-American status um, because it was you know, a cultivation of techniques I was in during the season that I didn't know how to get out of and then eventually learned how to get out of. And the more that happened, the better prepared. So hence, fast forward to officiating, me going out to PA and going out to New Jersey and officiating, I got to see a lot of stuff I traditionally didn't see in New York City and so that prepared me when it when I got to postseason, whether it was in New York or outside of New York, I was already versed in seeing those techniques, and I was able to learn that hey, be patient because the technique, the move isn't over just yet. And once it's over, then I was able to kind of award, award yeah. the point. So those. Are, so when it goes back to videoing, I think there is you know if if we can be honest right and, and not just we we can we can be honest and tell our leadership hey look we want to be able to have our phone to record and i've i've seen this being done by the way um get a tripod put your put your yeah. um your phone on a tripod and record the match and then go back it's not right? like you
0: um are what having it on the goddamn mat you know and if you you got to tr- put it you, on some type of table you're saying it for the express purposes look i'm trying to get better like who doesn't want that there would have to be uh, some sort of like a policy of like recording because there they are students. I mean, in college, they're adults. So it's a little different, but I get it. If you know, it's high school wrestling and there might be some people who don't want you to record for whatever reason. And thinking too, like certain schools in Rockland, I would, for the most part, a lot of those, they record their own stuff. So I know a lot of the, the
1: officials, the officials, or because no, again, no, we're talking about the, from an official standpoint.
0: Yeah. Yeah. From I know they're not going to like just have, the, have it focused on me, but like, and I know in NIAC, all their matches are available and you can watch them over. And it's, I wouldn't necessarily think I would have to record myself because of the way that they record. And I know the social media guy and I could ask him. But regardless, that's neither here nor there. It's important to watch video and and not just watch video, but it's important to know how to watch the video and know what you're seeing. Because one thing uh, you were saying about like with w- video and, and tying it all together, it, you're buttoning up the, the whys. Because when you're doing stuff, you may get the stuff right, but maybe you don't even know how you got it right. You don't know how you got into the position. You want to really uh, get the ingredients of the meal for uh, uh, to make a, an analogy. And uh, one of the things I always say about like uh, officiating is, you know, when you're playing a video game, you're not looking down at the controllers, right? So it's all muscle memory. And you'd be hard pressed to ask somebody who's really good at like a fighting game or a shooting game. They'll know exactly what the buttons are, but the pattern of buttons that you're, you're pressing it so fast. It's all muscle memory. You're doing it on like a second response base, almost like blinking. But if you could deconstruct that and to, to really know exactly what buttons you're pressing at that moment and not just doing it by rote and by the memory of the success, that's when you start breaking down and expanding, not just doing what works, but knowing why it works and when to really use it better or uh, more efficiently.
1: I agree. And and it's like saying if I'm coaching you, I'll say, okay, Stephen, you, you got in a double, but you didn't cut across. You got in, you you did the penetration step, you drop, right? And then you got your head to the side, but you're not driving or cutting across. Yeah. It's one thing for me to tell you that. It's another one it's another for you to see that like, oh, okay, I'm not mm-hmm. executing this because I'm not driving across. Yeah. Or maybe I'm trying to lift, you know, and so by me showing you that video, you're like, you can start to engage into okay, why isn't this happening? What could I have done? What could I do in that? Okay, if he now, if I'm driving across and now he puts that, how do I finish? And what are the different options, right? So that's why I use video. Mm-hmm. In addition, right, from a baseball position, we now have not all, but, you know, going to camps and clinics, I've been exposed to track man. And track man is baseball locator. You know, you have the box and, and you know whether a boy is a, I guess you're comparing the strikes you call to the pitches, you can see actually where they were, so wow. you know I can say, for example, someone can can see the track man and says, Carlos, that inside pitch you're calling, you're calling it a strike, but it's not a strike. And so now they have evidence. They can show you where that pitch actually was. So now you got to get in a better position and track that ball all the way in to make sure it is a strike. So it's another way of sharpening sharpening that eye, sharpening you to be a, a better umpire. So I guess the point of all of this is that, you know, we're always evolving. I don't know if you ever get to the top of where you need to get to in your profession, but I think that going to camps and clinics – is important and and also I want to add to this is that because you know you heard you hear this a lot, whether it's from coaching or an umpire, hey, I've been umpiring a long time, I've been doing this 30 years or 20 years. Well, that, that could be true, and it's value in that. However, when was the last time they went to calibrate their skills? I'll tell you right
0: now, nine times, maybe even ten out of ten, but I'll leave a room for nine times out of ten. Nine times out of fucking ten. if, if an umpire or even a coach tells me how long they've been doing it they're compensating for something like they are. I, I don't go around telling people how I'm going to nation. I'll say how long I've been there, but if it's something mm-hmm. that's asked of me, it, I quote game of Thrones and I quoted it. We're senior shout out to rich. What a great episode. Did you listen?
1: I, I listened. That was, oh, that man. was amazing. Yeah. Xavier, amazing. Xavier, he and I was, spoke after
0: Xavier was like, man, that got me pumped. But, um, you know, my game of Thrones quote is a King doesn't have to tell you he's a King. It's like, mm-hmm. I remember uh, coming up and hearing, uh, been doing it for 30 years and i was like, well, you kind of been doing it 30 years one way uh, or it could even be the wrong way. It could be right for BUA, let's say, but that's all you do. Then that's all, you know, if that's all you do, then that's all, you know, and, and that's cool, but don't act like the years make up for it.
1: Right. That's it. And that's, and that's what, and thank you for saying that you, you know what you, you are, you always have a way to articulate things and absolutely right because We know if you've been doing the same mechanics and skills and everything for 30 years, the game has evolved. Fast forward to now. Not that this happens at our levels per se, but the major leagues went to the clock this year. They didn't have that 30 years ago. (laughs) Anyway, the game is always evolving. And even though tenure doesn't translate to skill. Like I of here with that shit. Right. Right. You have to evolve. You have to continue to look. These players uh, and coaches, they're always learning. They're always changing. The ceiling, ceiling is made of glass.
0: The ceiling is made of glass. Yes.
1: You got to look through it. Yeah. There's a tech. There's something that's going on. I'm not going to say we're going to talk offline about this that I see on the field. And I'm not sure it's mentioned. I may say it. I'll tell you offline that I'm seeing. I'm like. Wow, my eye's playing tricks on me. Um, but, yeah, what I'm saying is that the game is evolving. It's changing. Yes, the game of baseball, right, the rules, most of that doesn't change as much. But the little things that players are doing and the coaches they get, they're having are really teaching them different things. And as such, we got to also evolve and become better. And the only way you're really going to do that is – really being a student of the game and I think that being a student of the game you just like you invest in your equipment right and I'm happy you did that um, to put a better product out there it's the same same thing you do when you are officiating sports you have to get the latest information you have to talk about theories and philosophies um, and evolution and how maybe you're gonna change something just a little bit. Because, you know, again, I remember years ago, they wanted us to watch certain plays from first base extended and third base extended. When I was hearing those terms, I had not really gone to camp. And I'm like, what the hell was that? You know, so, you know, putting yourself in really good position um, to get the best look at a play that could be the critical play or, or, you know, getting to, you know, maybe, you know, you can't, you can't substitute anything from hustle. You go with, I got to hustle no matter what. But just learning, there's always something that's happening. And so when those folks say, I've been doing this for a long time, blah, 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 I'm not changing, well, then your skill set is not where it's not optimal anymore. Well, um, then you're
0: garbage.
1: The last thought I'll put to that is, you know, when I when I graduated college in 99, you know, I went in with, uh, I got in with a business, business administration major degree rather. Did they have and the internet so, back in 1999? No, I'm joking. They did have the, like, stop it. Um, <laughs> but nonetheless, you know, it's crazy to believe that after two or three years, the information I learned was obsolete because they changed how they did things. And so, you know, you have to get a reboot because things change things that degree I have, by the way, is w- very obsolete, you know, and the things I've learned in life, Throughout corporate America and entrepreneurs, and you know, self-teaching, you know, I've really evolved from back then. Not just by the age, uh, but also just the things that we learn. So the bottom line is whether you're, you know, I think after if you start a sport after about two years, I think that's where you really got to start investing yourself and in, and going to um, the camps and clinics and getting the latest information so that your computer, uh, the six inches in there, um, is up to date.
0: Yeah. Everybody was pointing to his brain. He forgets his audio. Um, <laughs> uh, but <laughs> but uh, you ever heard of the 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 philosophy of the ship of thesis? Uh yeah. The ship of thesis is essentially we're all the same ship, but if you're a ship and you just keep adding parts to it, and what was once that ship doesn't resemble anything, that it used to be now, it still is the same ship. It's just mm-hmm. you've added to it. And are you changing for the sake of change or are you changing for the sake of evolving? And the pieces that you put will fit on that original model and they'll enhance it and they'll evolve it because you can do it the other way and you could change too much. And one thing about uh umpiring, I think just like sports in general, there's burnout or there's you can have a bad experience early on that you weren't prepared for and it might shy away people. And I, one thing that I want beyond the rules when we get into training umpires is the focal point I want it to be is a youth, two men and under crew. Cause there's a lot of emphasis on advancing and getting to uh higher levels just in, in terms of camps, not a uh, necessary emphasis on umpires in general want to get better Okay, in martial arts terms. All these camps are you're expected to be a blue belt already and advance from that where I want the camps to be like you're completely blank. You're like your first game, your first few games shouldn't be your your first experiences doing it. I want you to have some training before you get to your first game ever, you know, and and have a base level, a weekend of a two-man. Thing that would fucking marvelously change your approach right away and just give you a confidence that like if you run into a situation that can intimidate especially if you're younger if you didn't have the knowledge of or at least the mindset that you invested time to go into a camp and learn to do it that gives you the confidence to want to be better you know because you already invested you, you, like you, you told yourself we're going to do this so if you're just doing it because somebody told you it's a way to make money and you're going to go on the field and, and something happens in this 8U game and you think 8Us, eight 8-year-olds, eight but, you know, parents can be intense. They're the first time out there. There's a lot. It's intimidating. You In certain areas, you go to Katona Park and blah, 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 You're by yourself. I think having to know how to talk to people, like before we do any wrestling, at least for me, I didn't jump on the fucking wrestling mat blind. I didn't just sign up and because okay, so here's not just like classes too, but like uh, classes that are more they're more geared to prepare you They're not, I feel like baseball preseason classes are, I just think those classes for like baseball are there to check boxes to make sure you did something as a barrier for entry, you know, not, not necessarily like honing skills and be like, okay, you want to do this? Now here's how it will make you better. It's like, here's the rules. Here's what's required and go do it. And I want there to be something where it's like, okay, here's, here's what is expected of you. Here's the skills. And we're going to train you to do it. And so we don't shy away The people who, like, uh, we don't have to mention, but they're in our association, there's newer kids. And without us, imagine if they were alone in wrestling, certain people who've cried on the mat or done something where you've had to intervene. Tournaments allow us to go and help other officials and pull them out of the fire. Even baseball, you don't really get to that level. You get your assignment. It's just you and Randall's Island. And there might be other umpires at Randall's, but you don't know anybody. They're not all there for you, you know, and. In that moment where you need you need to get pulled out of fire, you have to pull yourself out, and and even if you do, that could be that game where you'd be like, man, I don't know how many how many times I can do that, you know, alone or, or without the confidence necessary to to navigate it, because it can take a lot out of us if if there's an intense play that stays with us, and we take it home with us. I know, you know, it's not like you have a negative viewing of it your whole life, but you, we've developed a way to okay. I feel that play. How can I make it better? Not necessarily you got it right or wrong, but the to make yourself feel better and 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 not let it affect your confidence. That uh, I think newer officials have, but they don't have the the oversight and brotherhood that umpires uh that that umpires lack. That is what I'm saying, and I think that is an avenue for for just beginners. You get to a point where now there's a brotherhood. Like we graduated to get to that point where we. We have our own community of umpires and stuff like that, and Diamond does offer that. That's what's cool about Diamond Nation—you can have that tournament vibe that we have in wrestling, where the desk is right there, and okay, stop. If I don't know the rules, boom—you know, it's okay. You know, you start pulling out your phone over a rules in Randall's Island with two competing eightu people, it just doesn't look good. They're gonna be like, "Oh, you're pulling out the phone. You know what you're doing?" Blah blah. It, it, and you're like, "I'm just trying to get the call right. Leave me alone." You know, and yeah, you know, and that happened to me in the men's league. um, you just gave
1: me a good idea or an idea and and I think Marty, if you're listening, you got you got I think this is something you can do. I think Take uh, notes, we can Marty. build up yeah, I think we can build some forum, whether it's through text message, but we create a forum where, you know, it's the umpires from Domination and, and other um, organizations oh, group chat. yeah, who just talk about different things that happen. I think that's a great way to be a mentor to someone electronically um with the option of calling them at a later time to kind of go over a rule reference um and that's something that we don't have like a hotline party you could. yeah well like a hotline and yes yeah, a group chat that i think will help Ooh. um with with some of those because i had a situation happen fairly recent where and it was um someone who, who was a newer official who had a play happen and you know i you know me being the. uh, uh the senior crew leader had to come in and and ask the question, my partner, hey, did this happen? Okay, well, if this didn't happen, then what you called cannot be the call. But that was on field. But I think that's something we have that formal group chat where we can, as you become – a member of umpire uh, for domination. That hey, we we can have that forum because it can help ease and get some um, some questions answered. And in terms of the um, you, you you one of the things you you did was you did illustrate a situation a younger umpire a newer umpire at an eight U game and parents and Navy Cindy. I think to a certain age, let's call it I don't know eight U to about ten U, you should have one umpire and one parent or a parent from each team help umpire the game and i think that that will foster a better relationship with umpires and parents because i i do know i have worked with some newer officials this year and they talk about wow this was i thought it was okay because i was a baseball player this is very overwhelming and so they got to see it and they've developed right they got They got better, and they did it over and over and over. And that, when you do it over and over and over, you become confident.
0: Yeah, but they they have to have that inner. And I don't expect everybody to have the guts for it. It's okay if you don't. You can get through it. How many people, how many wrestling officials, without naming names, do you know if they had the same experience in umpiring, they would not be fucking umpiring anymore if they didn't have us to help them and guide them and tell them it's okay? And, yeah, we've all been through it, like, on the spot, not just, like, finding out an instance later. Like right there on the spot, seeing it, pulling them out of fire, solving their issue for them, helping them, especially at beat the streets tournaments where that's the, you can, everybody's developing. And there's a certain um expectation level that is uh, appropriate. Like, and to piggyback on your point, one of the things that when when this ball gets rolling is I would like to work with little leagues. And I've often said it when, when I attended the parents coaches meeting for my daughter Estelle playing softball. I was stunned at how they speak for us. They're like, okay, coaches speak parents speak and then they're like okay here's what umpires do and here's what they and how to behave around them i was like wait a second no that is not at all a fair representation that is just your point of view of an umpire that's not from the horse's mouth and definitely uh, i would like to work with little leagues when they have their preseason meeting with parents and coaches okay coaches talk here's what we expect a signer a pe- person who runs the grounds blah 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 the trash goes over there pick up after everything after you leave and then here's the umpire in chief who represents the umpires who are going to be working and here's what he expects of you motherfuckers and behavior <laughs> and and, and, and that's what's funny <laughs> and and all that because when you put that out there it's like now we said it right like my my daughter is always like i know that, i know that i'm like well no i have to still say it there's value to bringing attention to it and saying it out loud because yeah you think, right? There's, there, there should be a without saying we respect the umpire. But when you tell people, here's how we demand respect, here's what we expect, and here's how we will in turn respect you as coaches and as parents and the game that your little shits are playing and build from there, especially too. If we're going in there and telling, listen, like I said, you guys, you're not going to get, if it just so happens in the rotation of a signing, you get Carlos Domo to your 8U game. I mean, he must have had nothing to do and needed some cash, but boom. But for the most part, you're going to get younger guys and younger officials who are all developing just like your kids. And, yeah, we can assign, for the most part, all the fucking coaches are parents anyway. But Mm -hmm. you get them involved with the rules. You go through a brief rules interpretations meeting with them. Very quickly, break out your little PowerPoint. Here's what we expect. Here's where they stand, blah, blah, blah. Batter has all rights to a batter's box. Doesn't fucking matter. But there could be interference. If he moves into the catcher while he's in the batter, I like all that shit. All those little misconceptions. Hands are not part of the bat. Ty doesn't. If if you can find me where Ty goes to the run in the book, I fucking I'll I'll grab your balls for you. Like this nigga. <laughs> I'm in baseballs, Carlos. Come on. Oh
1: you crazy? I'm in You're baseballs, crazy. Carlos. Get your mind God, out of the gutter. Oh, oh my. <laughs>
0: But, all just right, that, all right. but just that shit, <laughs> but just that that type of stuff that you hear, you're like, how has nobody schooled you up to this? You know, like that's when you go from coach to that's when you devolve from coach back to a parent to me. And I'll stop calling coach at that moment. Be like, Hey, parent, it's a parent. You don't know. So. So, yeah. And yeah, we have a lot of ideas. And I think one of the most important things that we need to just me, you, Car- uh, Curtis, who are on the ground floor. And as we get other people like Xavier, just. I told Xavier, when we have our classes, man, you don't got to pay, but you got to show up because you, Rupon, we need the body to, like I said, the most photographed bar in the world. If you tell people it's the most photographed bar in the world, they'll start taking pictures in front of it, and soon enough, it will be. So if you get enough people and populate and shows, oh, look, look, this is something, and I already, uh, you know, shout out to Patrides. <laughs> it was funny. I was talking to Xavier. I'm going to see him later. He's working at a concert I'm going to go to, and um, as I was telling him our ideas and talking about the podcast, and how, how I, you know, want to help train. I get that message from Petridis about Jaden. Shout out to Jaden.
1: Oh, my God. I didn't know it was Jaden. Yeah, yeah, it was Jaden. Yeah, it was Jaden. Jaden, good kid. Ironically enough, I took a tournament. Jaden
0: for... to get his full name.
1: Shout yes, yes, yes. So, so, so I was getting ready for, and this is what very rare. This is like a 13 or 14 U tournament. And I, I was doing the game. We're getting ready. And um, so I'm getting dressed and I see someone. Hey, how you doing, Carlos? Hey, how are you doing? I'm like, wait a minute. It was Jaden. I had no idea Jaden was any way involved with baseball. And he's been umpiring already. I'm like, so now that you're saying it was Jaden, that, that that message, I think Jaden would be a fine addition to officiating. Uh, kid has a great attitude. Um, and wrestling I, and baseball always, like us, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not too many wrestling and And, and Stan Allen. And stand out. I'm like, when, do, when was the last time we had this? But I am all for these officials. I, I get ecstatic when I see these young kids. And we need and more personally, of that in
0: umpiring, man. We need more well, of that in umpiring, man.
1: Well, what I was going to say is that when I see that, the reason why it hits the heart is because that's when I started umpiring. Yeah. You know, I started umpiring at, at 17 years old while playing high school varsity baseball. And I've been officiating, and I was playing and officiating, and and, and that's where it started for me at, yeah. at that age, at 17.
0: Rich Renally Jr., there's a bunch of Rich Renally Juniors who started umpiring when he was 10, and he had that outlet. But there needs to be more of those outlets and because people love the game, and they'll do mm-hmm. a lot of this shit for free. Most of them do. So if, yeah. you, if you can get that sort of spirit and channel it and be like, hey, there's some, there's some gold at the end of this rainbow, that's not just a pot full of money, but there's a, a a pot full of fulfillment that you probably never thought it could offer you. And, uh-huh. and, you know, it'll fill your quarters too and, and make you rich in spirit as well. And yeah, we're going to, we're going to fucking change the game. man. I, I know that I'm, I'm very geared to, to, to this being my new goal. It's kind of shifted focus so much as I, of course want to develop my skills as a referee and I want to advance and umpiring and all that, but my goals have shifted to where I want to make, I want us to make our mark and all the things that have all the people in my life and, and everything that I've, I, have I want to bottle and, and, and sell cause it's a business and I want to just to be my career, but I want to sell the, the bottle of everything that I've learned and gained in officiating to be a better official, to be a better man, and i want to be able to pour it in everybody else's cup who wants to do that and show them the way and 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 make it more concise where it's not something that like you got to find the dark alley and turn to it on on psa website and make it more concise and i think oh i know i should say that there's no there's nobody trying to do it that's why it's not there nobody's just doing it. it's it's right there for us to do it's not like we have a competing idea we have an idea that has no competition other than ourselves to do it. And you know, we're gonna do it. And I think that's a great way to end. And I'm so happy we got to fucking chop it up and talk shop again. Hopefully I get Curtis on here soon so we can get a little more granular and uh and then uh we as we prepare ourselves for the for our next ventures and you football starting in a couple weeks and 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 wrestling starting for both of us. I can't wait man. I can't wait to see you buddy.
1: Me too man. Look forward to seeing you again.
0: It was good talking to you. Boom